0: Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. I'm your host, Marcus Mosier. We're recording this late on Wednesday night, about 9:30 p.m. Eastern time, after the Cowboys' first padded practice. I apologize for recording this so late, but I wanted to make sure that you got the latest out of Cowboys Camp. Joining us today from Oxnard is my friend of me, Landon McCool. You can find him on Twitter <laughs> at McCoolBTB. I thought friend of me sounded nice. Um, Landon works for Blogging the Boys. Fun. Yeah. yeah. Uh, at in fan Reich sports with me landon welcome to the show are you surviving camp so far you don't have dead legs yet right
1: i was no 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 <laughs> dead legs yet um i was just gonna say it's funny that you say that it's so late i mean i'm it's still bright and sunny here but yes we are uh we made it out uh we've been to two two days of camp one with pads and one without and i'm ready to give you as much of the good stuff as i got
0: all right so my first question i have to ask and everybody wants to know how does Jalen Smith look?
1: Oh, I thought for sure we were going to get a lucky whitehead.
0: Question <laughs> no, no, sure. we're, we're done with lucky. Um, we're, we, we made the best decision for the team when we're moving on.
1: <laughs> that's, prob- that's probably for the best. <laughs> um, you know, I, I, I talked a little bit about it yesterday um, when I was kind of reviewing how I thought he should out on Monday without pads. Um, and to me, you know, just kind of, and, and, and you know we're all we were all in the same boat we're kind of getting all this information secondhand from Jay, about jayland and and clearly even from the people that were watching it secondhand, it seemed to be a like a large uh gap between you know what one person was saying and what another person was saying and i think they were still you know pairing a sides between optimism and pessimism. Um, and I have to say, like, after watching him Monday, I uh, was definitely, and, and as you well know, Marcus, I am definitely the more on the optimistic side as opposed to your pessimistic side on this situation. Say. I'm, I'm sure shocked. you would call yourself a realist. I, 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 I'm, I'm sure you by would it. call yourself a realist because that's what all the J- J- Jalen deniers do. But um, <laughs> no, look, on Monday, he was running around. He To me, I, I described it as he looked like a guy. Who was fighting through a nagging foot injury? Mm-hmm. Like he, he looks like a guy who, um, you know, like if if he was your starter and he was playing like that, you probably would still put him in the game, and he might be better than you know his backup still, you know. And so I, he definitely, um, you definitely saw it on on certain things, and, and you know more than others. And and the weird thing about it too is that is that you would see it a lot more. Kind of just him walking around than when he's actually in action, and um, and that's kind of an interesting thing. And then I, I came in today, um, and you know we I heard all the talk. You know, he's, you know first of all, let's just discuss the fact that, that the fact that he went through two practices and then is practicing a third day in a row. That is an accomplishment. In that's my the opinion. real news. That's the real news um, out of camp so that,
0: far. That he has practiced for three straight days. I didn't think we were going to see this at all during camp.
1: Well, I I, I that was the real news. I'm going to give you the real news now, I, I think, is that, you know, yes, the, you're right. Totally. It, until yesterday, the news of the camp was not only did he practice two days in a row, but he's also going to practice on the first padded practice day. I'm here to tell you that if he was limited, it was probably the only the last five minutes. I saw him take every single second team middle linebacker rep. I saw him taking on and stoning pulling guards. Uh, I saw him uh, playing football um, and now I will give you the caveat that he didn't look very good. <laughs> like he, he didn't look, he didn't look uh, not. And I don't mean that like in, in an injury way. I mean that in a, he looks like a guy who's rusty sort of way, you know, like he, he looked like his technique wasn't quite sharp, is uh you know he, he his place his hand placement his fits his run fits weren't quite where they needed to be um but I, I mean I that is more than acceptable for a guy that's never taken a padded snap in the NFL before and it's certainly more than acceptable for a guy that I mean and that's the other thing Marcus too I, I spoke to Mike Fisher from one oh five three the fan uh who's a Cowboys insider I spoke to a couple of different people nobody expected what we saw today out of Jalen Smith like I don't think whether whether that be performance or in number of snaps I don't think anybody's expected to see as much as we did uh uh, from Jalen Smith today
0: in fairness to Smith too about you know looking rusty it's been what 20 months since he's played football maybe a little bit more oh yeah absolutely so anything January
1: of 2016 right yeah
0: Or 2015. or yeah, 2016. Yeah, January 2016. So it's been a long time since Jalen Smith has actually participated in live football action. So even a pessimistic slash realist like me, I'm excited because, like I mentioned before, I didn't think we were going to see him on the field at all for two or three straight days in practice. Like, I just didn't think that was going to happen. I wasn't even convinced A week ago, that we're going to see him in pads during training camp. So the fact that we actually got to see him in live action is a huge step. The next question I have for you, Landon. Yeah, absolutely. And I I, go ahead. Good, you can continue.
1: Well, the the last thing I would just say is that you know I think we're talking about three hurdles here, right? The the practicing two days in a row without pads. I think pads was I think a hurdle. Being eligible after that to even practice in pads. I think is another hurdle. Um, and then, you know, just the sheer volume of what he did and, 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 you know, at the level he did again, you know, he wasn't lighting the world on fire, but he was popping people. Like he, he you know, he looked deserving of being the second linebacker on the team. And, and I think, you know, considering where, where we thought we were like, this is, this has got to be better than most everyone's expectations.
0: Right, and I want to add in real quick. I was able to watch some of the practice today through a couple of my friends that are filming practice. But I think one of the things we got to realize with Jalen too is the Cowboys are going to have kind of the luxury of, you know, they can they can be cautious with him because they have Sean Lee and Anthony Hitchens was all over the field today. He had a fantastic practice. I know that some people are low on Hitchens. I think he's an average linebacker, and if he can play the first half of the season and maybe you rotate jalen in jalen in at the second half of the season that's fantastic i think what we should be looking forward to is what jalen looks like in november and december rather than what he looks like in august and even september we're gonna move on to the defensive line for a little bit i've got one simple question and i think i already know the answer but i want you to answer it for me who has been the best defensive <laughs> alignment of camp so far Well, it, you know, it's, it's tough to
1: say. I mean, I think, I, you know, fortunately today, they didn't do a ton of, uh, of one-on-ones, which was actually surprising. Um, and so I didn't get a chance to see uh, a ton of rep work versus uh, offensive line. I guarantee that that will likely be uh, a heavy dose tomorrow. Because um, I think that they do like to do that in the mornings a little bit, because it, it can be tend to be a little bit cooler, and they can um, they can handle you know
0: doing more and more of those kind of reps. Um, but I just would say to Marcus Lawrence, that, just say it, um, Demarcus Lawrence. Come on, just tell me.
1: It has been Demarcus yes. Lawrence. I mean, I mean, he's definitely he definitely looks and look. I mean, it's hard to say that too because he, he didn't practice today. Um, it, you know, it's kind of just part of that whole. Or he, at least he didn't do a ton today, um, as part of that whole, uh, I think, you know, veteran rest thing. He wasn't part of the year, I don't think that's six that didn't even dress out, but he was, I would say, more limited than, than Jalen was. Sure. Um, but he, yeah, I mean, he's, look, he's, he's in shape, um, despite what you think, Marcus, uh, he is, uh, he is, uh, you know, he's moving around. Well, I, I I think the thing that the, the, the problem with the law in general, I think is that the, um, the perception that he's, that he gained all that weight. And it's not a perception. He did gain all that Mm -hmm. weight. Um, is the, the, the perception with him now though, is that, People have forgotten that in general he was a larger right defensive end to start with. Like he 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 came into his second year, uh, you know, at like two sixty five, I think, and, and and like he looked like two sixty five. Right. So even when even when he's down to his quote unquote playing weight, like he he looks bigger than I guess most people are thinking of most right defensive ends would look. Um, so and he's bigger than you know he's bigger than than you know I than uh Demontre Moore and 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 uh, uh oh my God I'm completely ninety three in Well he's about he, he's he's bigger than Manawa but he's the same size Tapper, I would say it, it, maybe a little bit bigger than Tap. Right uh, so but yeah I would say that that people go ahead. What's mm-hmm. your thought? I was just gonna say the people I think people tend to forget when they're watching him that he he is already a little bit bigger in general. and and he wins with smoothness. I mean, if you watch the drills and everything, like it's just very it's a lot of precision. It's a lot of smoothness. like he there's not a lot of wasted movement with him. and and it's very clean to watch versus a lot of the other defensive linemen who go through some of these drills.
0: Yeah, so a few quick things on DeMarcus Lawrence. So one of the things that happened is Google kind of messed people up. Uh, You type in DeMarcus Lawrence (laughs) weight on Google, and it currently says 250 pounds. Then you see the pictures of Lawrence in training camp from last year and this year, and that's not a guy that weighs 250 pounds any longer. This is, when he's healthy, he's probably around 270, and We've seen pictures from this year. It's good weight. I mean, he is just a naturally big defense alignment. Yeah. The other thing that I want to mention is there were some videos circulating out there about or of the uh, Cowboys going through some of the bag drills on Monday. And I was actually just listening to the bag drills, and you can hear the defense alignment go through. But when Demarcus Lawrence goes through, you can hear that pop in the bags. He's probably got some of the strongest hands on the entire defensive line. And that's part of what makes him so dominant when he's on the field is he's a big guy that's strong, but is also very smooth. Like you mentioned.
1: Absolutely. I would definitely, uh, definitely agree with that. Um, I would say that if we're going to have a conversation about popping pads like that, it's strong hands. The most shocking person in that, in that little realm, without a doubt, is Charles Tapper. Mm -hmm. Like I could not, I could not believe how hard, because he would go, at least on Monday when I was watching him, he would go right after Irving and he was knocking him twice as hard as Irving was. And that's all that Irving was doing. Irving was like, you know, kind of was kind of doing his, his swipe move and, and and his, you know, just his swing arm, you know, and, 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 uh, and he was knocking him down hard, but, Tapper was knocking him down just as hard as he was and with quickness. And it was, it was quite impressive to watch. I think that's, you know, when you said who's been the most impressive defensive lineman, it it, it has been, uh, DeMarcus Lawrence, but I, I mean, part of me really thought about talking about Charles Tapper because I was surprised with, um, where he is in his development, honestly, I'd like to see him do some more one-on-ones because I, I mean, I don't know where he is exactly moved, but as far as his movements and, and, you know, developing into a one-gapping defensive end from where he was in college, uh, he's a lot further along than, than I uh, suspected, and I, you know, his power combined with his his speed and his quickness. Um, you know, once he puts all that together, you you can tell already that uh, he's he could really he could really be something special.
0: Do you think he's going to figure into the Cowboys' rotation among their defense ends this year?
1: Yeah, I do. I, I just because I think I think he's the difference between him and like maybe a guy like Mayowa is that I do think Tapper can probably do well on either side of, of the, you know, I think you saw Mayoa doing some left defensive end stuff at times, but I think Tapper could do the right defensive end. I think he could do the left defensive end. Um, and, and I think that when he's ready, he's going to be a better, he, he could definitely be a better pass rusher than Mayoa and a better overall player potentially this year. If, if he kind of continues the trend where he's going now today, watch dan skipper tackle him <laughs> and watched him you know tapper rolled up on his ankle and came up limping um but he uh was able to get back into a, another rep afterwards but so you know there's always that kind of stuff where you know crazy ass you know guys who are going to end up being basketball centers start tackling your <laughs> defensive ends and it's, it's it's uh it can cause problems but i i, I think you know if he can kind of he he's starting out in a good spot. He's not starting from ground zero, which is what I was kind of afraid of. So I do think that it's it's certainly a, a reachable spot for uh, this to be a guy who could give us five,
0: six, seven, maybe even eight to ten good pass rushing snaps a game. All right. So we were talking about the guys that hit the bag the hardest. How about how about Demontre Moore? I I can't even say this full sentence uh, without laughing because when I watched Demontre Moore go through the bags and listen. DeMontre is one of my favorite guys in camp to watch right now because I think he's one of the few guys that has the, the burst and the speed and the explosiveness of that group. But, man, he just doesn't play with any power, does he? No, he plays with none. And, um, you know,
1: the thing about the bags that people need to understand, too, is that they encourage you to work on things. Like, it's not, like, necessarily, hey, give us power, give us power, give us power. Sure they're they're definitely they're definitely coaching giving you coaching points depending on what move you throw but they aren't like dictating to you what move to make so i I think a lot of people when they saw the the tapper bag drills were like they watched irving go through and literally just knock four of them down in a row they watched tapper go through and knock three of them and then Kind of do a spin move on one, and then uh, uh, you know just a no hand duck around the last bag, and then they watch uh, they watch more, and you know he is trying to just do a like a you know a slap rip or you know like a a quick he's just doing a series of quick moves uh, with with no thump to the pad at all. He's just trying to get by, and frankly, that's and that's what you see. Like you know, I got a I got a chance to see a couple of one on ones with him today. And he struggled, and I think and again, like a lot of it has to do with the fact that he, I mean, he doesn't really have. I, I, he needs to he needs to develop more quick inside counter stuff because he doesn't. I mean, if he gets if it's it's like the opposite of of Tyron Smith, right? Like if anyone gets his hands on him, he's done. Like it's it he doesn't have a way to beat power or to counter if someone gets that gets onto him. Like once the hands are on him, like he gets locked up and it's it's over. So he really needs to make sure that, like, if he is going to be kind of just this speed merchant, you know, technique guy, that he's really got a way to beat uh, tackles around the edge and then also come back up the field and beat him inside. Because otherwise, you know, offensive tackles are just going to short set him each time and just completely lock him out as soon as they get their hands on him.
0: Speaking of defense alignment, I just got a, uh, an update via text, a little bit of breaking news. David Irvin, David Irving, excuse me, tells me that his nipple is ripped after losing his nipple ring in practice yesterday. He's concerned that the wound won't clear up. So breaking news at a Cowboys camp with more news about David Irving's nipple moving on. Um, I, I can't believe we're, trying, oh, oh God. <laughs> it's, been, it's been a fun week in Oxnard, hasn't it? Uh, let's talk about Good Lord. <laughs> one more question about the defensive line. Then we'll move on. Tell me a little bit about taco Charlton. You've watched him on Monday today. I saw that he started with the, the ones at I believe left defense. end. how has taco looked so far?
1: Like a, like a rookie defensive end, you, you know, I mean, he's, he's really struggled. I mean, it's, you know, again, he's still trying to learn things. You know, I, I think, a lot of people kind of clung on to my video or or at least me talking about his little pirouette move as opposed to the spin move thing. Um, You know, I think he's, like I said, I think he's trying, he's trying some things out. He's still kind of getting his feet. Um, He looks the part. I mean, you know, like you you look at him next to David Irving and he's, you know, a slightly thinner, (laughs) thinner, slightly shorter version um, who looks like he has a little bit, a little bit more quickness than Irving does uh, to his game. uh, But clearly also not nearly the power that Irving has. Um, You know, I, 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 watched him on Monday. I think again, I think what he was trying to do Monday was trying to do what the coaches were telling him as opposed to anything that was natural so I, I really don't want to, like, you know, judge the kid on, you know, trying to learn the technique that he's being coached. Like if that's, it's kind of a tough judgment to, to judge on him on that. I saw him today versus Lyle Collins a couple times. I think I saw three or four one-on-one reps. They did actually end up with some, uh, with like, uh, probably a dozen uh, kind of one-on-one reps with the offensive line and defensive line, but it, it really wasn't the normal. Session that at least that I had used this previous year, so I got to watch a little bit of it, um, and Lyle got about two or three reps versus Taco, and and just absolutely crushed him each time. Uh, a, a call, uh, Taco was on the ground each time. Um, so I mean, I think I, I, I you know I I don't I don't not put a fork in the kid by any stretch of the imagination. I think this is basically where you're supposed to look like what you're supposed to look like as a defensive end. Uh, you know, coming into the league versus some of these guys. So uh, I, I, you know, he's still a work in progress. Um, I, you know, I don't know exactly. I don't know what to think of him. I, I think. I think with uh, the problem I found with rookies in training camp, honestly, is that they're the ones, and, and of course this makes sense, but they're the ones that it's hardest to get the a read on the first week because it's just all so new to them. And this is still a step up from speed th- from what they're used to, e- e- even from OTAs and, and minicamp.
0: Right. I think you'll see a big jump in tacos play after the Cowboys first preseason game next week. Once he kind of gets his feet underneath uh, him a little bit and he learns about the speed of the game, I think he'll be okay.
1: Well, and I think he'll get a ton of snaps too. And that's right. going to really, really help him.
0: So, and, and I think one of the best things that could happen is Demarcus Lawrence being healthy because that will – allow Taco to come off the bench and not be the week one starter. I think during the draft, I think a lot of people penciled in Taco to start at right defensive end or whatever spot they wanted him to start at. And I just don't think that's unrealistic. Or I think that's not very realistic for, you know, for Taco because he's he's still kind of a raw defensive end. That's learning how to use his big, long body. I'm going to, you know, preach patience coming for me, preach patience on a first round pick. (laughs) <laughs> I think I think he'll be okay, Lynn, I'll get you out of the out on this last question. Any offensive players or just general things you witnessed at camp you want to share?
1: Yeah, offense. I I don't have as much good information because they were on the opposite side for me um, on Monday. I did get a, a better look at them t- uh, today. Um, I will say that Dak looks sharp, uh, noticeably more sharp than I I had seen in training camp practices before i mean i guess that's not terribly surprising but it is what it is um i saw bryce butler make some plays and i saw terrence williams fumble and make drops today so if you're if anyone's tracking at home for if bryce butler can take Will's job you know score one for bryce today but you know i, I think i will say that and again I don't really know how to quantify like how much salt to put in this or not, but I, I will say that it sure seemed like today that the majority of snaps came from 12 personnel yeah. and, and uh, there was, there's definitely uh, a lot of tight end usage going on. Um, I definitely saw uh, James Hanna and uh, Swain out there running around in full pads. They both looked
0: healthy, which is great. Um, it's nice and, to see Hannah back you know, because I think, he he provides yeah. something that they don't have with their other tight ends on the roster because of his versatility because you can line him up as an H back as a fullback as a traditional tight end it's really nice to see Hannah back
1: yeah I think I think you know losing him is was bad enough but then it got exacerbated by the 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 fact that you know we lost Swain right after that too so. Yeah, I tend to think, and I know you and I have discussed this a lot about, you know, a movement towards more spread concept or a movement towards more tight end heavy concepts. I tend to think, and I I hope that they will do both, that they'll just, you know, kind of continue to use a lot of variety because they have the players to do so. They have multiple tight ends that they know that they can play. They have multiple slot guys that they feel comfortable throwing out there. So, what I'm hoping for is that uh, they start really uh, squeezing teams, uh, you know, spreading teams thin by mixing up the variety of formations and attacking teams that way.
0: Right, and my argument last year was I just thought Cole Beasley was a better player than Gavin Escobar. So I just anytime Escobar was on the sure. field, you just felt like they were they were at a disadvantage. But this year, I don't feel that way because I think Hannah and Jeff Swamer both fairly good players that can do different things on the offense. And this was my point in the off season is with the Cowboys losing Leary and Doug free. I think a lot of people are expecting their offense to, you know, take a step back this year, but the little improvements such as, you know, the second and third tight end, those are the things that are going to help the Cowboys be, you know, potentially a better offense this year. Landon, Thank you so much. Oh, go uh, ahead. You last have one
1: last, thing, but, last thing, but I was gonna say because I, I do feel like it's it's only fair. Um, I I feel like I may need to eventually eat some crow about this little policy. and and not that I ah, believe yes. in him, but I was I I had a lot of concerns. I mean, I and I still think rightfully so. I mean, it, it was a gamble, but obviously they had more information than than we did. But everything I've seen from Lyle, he's looked really good so far. So I, it's only been one day of pads and. All that good stuff, but I mean, yeah, look. In the same way that it's kind of hard to ignore Jalen taking on pulling guards without being crushed, it's it's kind of hard to ignore Lail uh, getting into sets quickly and 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 shuffling with uh, with a plum and, and and mirroring guys. So uh, so far so good with the Lale Collins experiment. Uh, you know, there there really could be. I mean, there may, there may be a step forward in the run game for sure. I, the past, if the pass game can, can stay similar, then that would really be quite an amazing step for this offensive line.
0: Yeah, luckily for the Cowboys and Lyle Collins, in case you didn't know, he has experience playing tackle in college. That's a little shot at our <laughs> friend, John O'Neill. He'll listen to this, and he'll, he'll tweet at us angrily. But Landon, uh, always, I'm always uh, so thankful for your time. Keep us updated on camp, and we'll talk to you later, buddy.
1: All right. Thank you so much.
0: That's it for today's show. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. Hit us up with a five-star review if you so choose. I want to thank Landon again for coming on. Make sure you check him out on Twitter, at McCoolBTB. Tomorrow is Twitter Thursday, so make sure you send in those questions using the hashtag LockedOnCowboys. Or you can now send them to our Twitter account, which is at LockedOnCowboys. Nice and simple, at LockedOnCowboys. Thanks for tuning in and we'll see you right back here tomorrow.
1: The list.